0: Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 7 The Glories of Looting.
1: Tuzan, I must shatter the silence before I go mad with anxiety. It's been too quiet here, ever since Gurren the Stoat went missing. There is only one remedy. I would seek consolation in my lute, but I haven't seen it since I was courting the last bewitching lady of merciless beauty. She was such a critic.
2: Yes, your last strains were so impressive. Your grandmama vowed that you should never be allowed to inflict such music on another soul.
1: Are you saying you locked up my lute
2: she ordered the loot removed to a more inaccessible, I, I mean secure, location, lest there be a repeat performance.
1: Aha! There can be no doubt my loot's in the treasury.
2: Yes, along with the rest of the other vaguely precious and mostly dangerous possessions we didn't think you should have at hand.
1: Nonsense! Come with me, chosen. We must liberate the loot. God, there's someone in the treasury!
2: Maybe it's a ghost. Ghosts can pass through walls, and we never did find the last tamperinus who had the misfortune of playing in front of your grandmama. <laughs> Who's
3: there? <laughs> ten.
1: Oh my god, quickly, Tuzan, open this door! Gorin, what is this treachery? How did you get in here? How are you human again? It's terribly good to see you. That holy water really worked a marvel. Your hair looks amazing. What are you doing in my treasure chamber?
3: With my loot? It's good to see you, too.
1: Why are you wearing nothing but my loot?
3: Do you want me to borrow your tunic?
1: Right. Here. Take the clothes from my back, why don't you?
3: You're so kind. This really is a most luxurious silk.
1: Now, Gurren, how did you get in here? It's locked, and I most certainly did not give you the key. You're supposed to be in the ermine suite.
3: I was, but I fell asleep amongst the sheets, and when I awoke, someone was trying to throw me out with the laundry.
1: Hampered, were you?
3: I didn't want to alarm anyone or stoat them, so I crawled through this crack, and next thing I knew, I was 400 times the size and absolutely trapped in this torture. I survived on nothing but dates, cheese, and almond paste.
1: Corin, have you been avoiding me?
3: You should be happy that I discovered a security vulnerability. It's not like I stole anything, although I am quite attached to this loot. So, uh, you mind if I keep it? Yes, I do very much. Thank you, Quarantine, but now I really must go reassure my wife. Hang on, come back here. Lafren, Lafren! Corin. My love, I am restored. Oh, it is so marvelous to have thumbs and lips and uh, you.
4: I can hardly believe it, to have you before me again and not a stoat and tasting faintly of marzipan.
3: Lefren, my love, though I suffered all those days in your absence, it brings me great joy to declare that I have discovered... ...my passion!
4: Oh, my lord... Your passion is looting, Gurren.
3: Indeed. See how I stroke it thusly. Oh, the ecstatic pleasures of all I can do again. For can a stote do this? <laughs> or this?
4: Only, I think, when it's in its death throes. Gurren... Dearest love of my heart, you have many talents, not the least of which is being an excellent lover. For the sake of that, perhaps you might consider forsaking the lute.
3: But does the lute not beckon to you most alluringly?
4: Well, no, but it does cry out alarmingly against the torture to which it is subjected.
3: I'm just so happy to see you. Let me embrace you again.
4: Wait, first put the loot down. Oh, you didn't notice the door frame there, did you?
3: Perhaps it can be repaired?
4: It's in splinters.
1: My loot! I knew that letting you into my castle was a mistake, but you are impossible. You've catapulted my peasants and stolen my heart and fed me sweet buns and turned into stoats. Not to mention drinking every vintage but the 93, and I accepted it all, all, with superior grace. But now you have broken my final string.
3: I am sorry about the loot.
4: Perhaps we should make our amends once everyone calms down. Gurren, you know what happens when you're under the influence of sweets. Uh, Last time you ended up in a chandelier! neither of you wearing more than half an outfit apiece.
1: Can you truly fault me for trying to make your husband decent?
3: Yes, we really must get ourselves sorted. Quarantine, I would like to propose a trip to the market. You can have your pick of consolation loot.
1: Fine, but I want my tunic back first.
4: Yes, I expect a full explanation for that. And Gurren, please put on some hose. Why is this gate stuck? Nolwyn? Are you attempting to leave us?
5: Without telling anyone? My indispensary won't restock itself, milady. I have to go harvest more herbs from the forest. The forest that is currently closed, except for walkthroughs, on pain of fines. That's the one. It didn't seem worth arguing with Lord Corentin over whether or not essential herb gathering was going to be a finable offence.
4: I see, yes. Oh, with a little luck and a lot of gurn, no one will even realize you're missing. Exactly. If I'm in luck, I shall return with
5: herbs that are as prickly as a hedgehog and reek to high heaven. If not, I'll be stouted.
4: Stoated, yes. But no one I should go instead. Milady, do you know what these herbs look like? Um, No.
5: Oh, but perhaps you could draw me a picture. I don't doubt your intent, but your lack of medical knowledge has already had disastrous consequences when you acted alone. Fine, then, let's go
4: together. Milady. Now that I know where you're going, and you can't leave me behind. What do you expect me to do if Corinton asks me where you've gone? Lie? Yes, I know full well that you can deceive most people in this castle. Only when I'm so inclined. But how else am I to learn about remedies that are prickly as heaven and reek to high hedgehogs? Well, if you insist, you can come along. Though I must
5: warn you, we could encounter all sorts of beasts.
4: (laughs) How dangerous can the forest be when Quarantine told me he used to take sweethearts there all the time? And that's why I shall bring the daggers and the crossbow, just in case the longsword doesn't suffice.
5: There is every possibility that we'll get attacked by a spurred lover lurking in the undergrowth.
3: Brother Brannock and I have searched all over the market, but there's not a single loot. Can I buy you a barrel of eels instead? No. How about a dragon?
1: Why would I want a dragon? To keep
3: you company. Brother Brannock, tell Quarantin he needs a dragon.
0: Of course. To light up all your candles. If not your tonsure. Though perhaps I shouldn't speak from personal experience.
3: Where should we go next? The ironmongers or the fishmongers? You
0: there! You know you are walking on the wrong side of the
6: street. The measures of solitude insist that we reserve each side for walking in one direction only.
0: We were blocked by that horse over there. It's taking up half the road.
6: Ah, an illegally parked horse. That will be a hefty fine for whoever left it. Ah,
1: Bailiff, my good man, how are you doing?
6: Ah, Lord Correnton, I did not see you there. It's been some time since you were last in the market.
1: I'd be here more often were it not for measures of solitude, believe me. Solitude does not befit the likes of me or you.
6: But, given that you've brought companions along with you, I assume this is not a social call.
1: Sadly not. These are my esteemed guests, Lord Gurin and Brother Brannock. We're looking for a loot. It's a painfully long story, but... While we're here, I might as well take my share of the fines levied from the peasants and villagers.
6: Ah, I am always happy to contribute to your finery, my good lord. But unfortunately, lately, I have not been able to collect.
1: Why ever not? Parking violations now include using the village's green spaces for anything more than essential grazing and walkthroughs. Those fines are twenty times or more the cost that your average parking infraction used to be.
6: Surprisingly enough, you have very law-abiding peasants, Lord Corinton. I have received many official complaints, but only a few have infringed, and most did not have the coins to pay up. Hence the promissory notes there. See, you're up to 300 cabbages.
1: But I don't need promissory
6: cabbages. Can they pay me in promissory hair oil instead? Perhaps if you'd consider lowering the fine, of peasants might be more tempted into wrongdoing. Absolutely not. I'd rather have 300 imaginary
1: cabbages than none.
6: Well, there is always the bandits in the forest, my lord. Normally, I would suspect anyone wearing a mask, but everyone wears a mask, so I can't do that anymore.
1: Surely you could apprehend the bandits in their natural habitat.
6: But of course not, my lord. If I went into the forest, I would have to find myself.
1: And I suppose your resources are finite.
6: Exactly, Lord Corinton. If you really want those finds, you'll just have to collect them for yourself. Huh. Well, perhaps we should.
0: But it could be dangerous.
1: Danger is my middle name.
0: I thought your middle name was Margarine.
3: Who told you that? Why are you all looking at me? You know I can't keep secrets. Why would you have told me unless it wasn't a secret?
1: You are the bane of my existence. Is
3: that better or worse than being the pain in your-
1: But chasing bandits does have a certain appeal. I have unfinished business with some of those scoundrels. Let us go to the forest.
5: Milady, I really do believe we are walking in the wrong direction. We've definitely seen this particular stump before.
4: Yes, we do appear to be slightly stumped. But at least we've managed to pick two sacks full of nauseatingly pungent herbs. What are they for, anyway? Usually I would use them to brew a rather potent sleeping draught,
5: but your spindly sproutlings are probably too young to cause much more than a yawn or two.
4: I do have a bookworm's knowledge of botany, if not a working knowledge. But I have many other skills, not limited to knowledge of Latin, Greek, mathematics, astronomy, and maintaining an unreadable face under the stress of interrogation. When would that ever be required of you? I was raised in a nunnery. Of course, which is why you are now also an expert in the ways of the forest. It's never too late to learn something new. Besides, I know I know the way. Why do you keep doubting my judgment? I tend to doubt everyone's judgment, milady, but that's rarely bothered the others. Why should it bother you? Because yours is the only judgment I've never doubted. And if you doubt me, maybe I should doubt myself. Your judgment is fine in a moral sense,
5: but sometimes that is exactly what gets in the way of your, well, common sense. But
4: I've always tried to rise to any occasion,
5: haven't I? Yes, but sometimes you also set yourself up for a fall. LaFren, you need to watch your step. Are you
4: all right? Yes, well, mostly. I appear to be at the bottom of a deep pit, so things could
5: be better. Hang on, I'll reach down and pull you back up. Can you take my hand?
4: Well, at least we're in this together. You there! Stand and deliver! Bandits!
2: Deliver what? Your loot, obviously.
4: You must be mistaken. We aren't looters. Although if we had the loot here, I'd gladly hand it over. Well, what do you have in those sacks? Vile-smelling herbs, which are not to be cultivated by the faint of heart. Touch them barehanded and your skin will swell most painfully. No. You wouldn't want to make any rash decisions. That sounded like a threat.
5: It was not. friend, my dear, do you mind leaving the intimidating remarks to me? When I threaten someone, at least they know.
7: Throw up the sacks, or we'll be forced to stab at you with our spears.
5: Perhaps we could discuss our options first?
7: Says the woman cocking a crossbow.
5: We aim to please.
4: We can still talk, though you should be aware that it's very difficult to miss, even at six feet. Do you not know who
8: we are? We are the most feared bandits between here and the borders of Lord Gurin's land. That's not actually very far. That's
2: it, you brazen rogues. We should just leave you to be found by cursed firmin.
4: I'll have you know I've already overcome being a stoat. But God, how did you survive? It's a long story, but if you have the time... I can tell you the whole thing in under six hours.
2: I don't have time to linger by this pit. I've got to go check on our dough. It's already been rising for eight paternosters.
4: Dough, you say? Are you baking bread?
2: Of course. It's a delicious recipe full of honey and currants. It's love at first bite. Oh,
4: I'd love to give that a try. What a shame we're stuck in this trap. Well, perhaps we could... Oh, all right. We'll get you the stepladder. Only if you lay
8: down, I mean toss up, your weapons. One moment. Nolwyn, don't we have any better option? I would prefer
5: not to shoot them, milady, and even if I did, we would still be stuck at the bottom of this hole. True.
4: Will you follow my lead? I think I have a cunning plan. Or the first half of one, anyway. Very well, milady. But I will take all the necessary precautions. Ladies, we've decided. We'll hand over our weapons, but only if you promise not to kill us until my story is done. Deal.
8: Are you sure that's all of them? Yes. Oh, and this paring knife. Now you're to keep six feet away, but don't worry, we won't let you out of our sights.
4: Stout, the stout in the moat. I gave it a boat, and then it did float away.
1: Oh no! It's Chartier the Bard.
4: Lord Corintin,
1: you don't have any feasts coming up, do you? Of course not. Measures of solitude are still in force. Remember. I can uh play from a distance. No, thank you. I think not.
4: Well then, who'd you like to seduce, Lord Corintin? I'll try to strike the right chord.
3: That won't be necessary, but perhaps we could pay you for a different kind of favor. Lord Gurren! He
0: means the lute. Ah,
3: but my instrument and I cannot be parted. We are one. Not even for its weight in silver? Of course, we would apply the the lemon cleanser before handing it to you.
2: Well, when you put it that way, I certainly can't refuse.
0: And after a quick once-over with the cleanser... (laughs)
3: There you go, Corentin. I think we've settled our score with this loot.
1: Not at all. You owed me that loot. That doesn't count as a gift, Goran, only a debt repaid.
3: I take it something else has caught your eye?
1: Well, when you put it like that, look at those beauties.
3: They're certainly astounding. But the length.
1: Ideal for enforcing measures of solitude.
3: They are sure to catch the bandits' attention.
1: They're sure to attract the bandits' affection.
3: But can you catch bandits while wearing two-foot-long curl-toed shoes?
0: The bandits might trip on them, I suppose.
1: They'll be ideal, trust me.
4: And so, just like that, I was returned to my human form... Having learned to appreciate the many uses of a lance. More tea, anyone? Perhaps I should put on a third pot.
7: Never thought I'd say it, but I don't think we should kill them after all.
2: That was marvelous. Your tea certainly is pungent, but delightful. As were your
5: buns. I wouldn't have thought you'd have much time for baking.
2: With the Stodion, there's been a shortage of traveling bakers to rob. Business has been really slow with the
8: pestilence. You've been the first fools. I mean, bold adventurers in weeks. What
4: possessed you to come out to our woods, anyway? Didn't you know you could be robbed? And fined? We weren't lying about the sacks of herbs. Though perhaps it was a fool's errand. It
5: was either that or break my wise woman's oath.
4: To first, do no harm,
5: except when confronted by moral perils. To second, apply a properly boiled bandage when treating open wounds. And third, to save people from their own inevitable folly. Huh.
4: I never would have guessed that there was an oath. You thought I was making everything up. I never thought to ask. You make it seem so...
5: obviously right. It helps to be confident in one's abilities, and aware of one's limitations. Well, in that case, why didn't you stop
4: me when we were going in the wrong
5: direction? I thought you could use the practice. Granted, I wasn't expecting to fall right into a trap. So we're glad that you did. We could write a song about this day. About
8: how we rescued these two fairest of ladies. Wait a minute, that's not what happened. We should have a verse about how we fought them. Before or after rescuing them.
5: After would certainly look a little strange.
4: And really, there's no need to sing about
5: my blunders. LaFrenne, gathering herbs is one thing, but navigating a forest that's full of bandits, not to mention Corrigan's old paramours, is quite another... No
8: offense. None taken.
7: You mean plenty taken. How did you know we were his old
8: paramours? Really? Yes, unfortunately. Then the traitorous weasel broke up our band.
2: We've written at least six songs about our loathing for him. If we ever see him again, he'll be sorry. Also because we'll be stabbing him.
8: We're his sworn enemies now. Nothing personal, but... We're gonna have to kill you. No, we aren't. But we will hold you for ransom. Quarantan
4: will pay.
2: Sorry about this, you two. Maybe after you've been ransomed, you can join our band. A group of five young women
4: singing popular music could really take off. You wish. Next time we meet, I will make sausages from your intestines. Who needs guts for garters anyway? When we're through, you'll wish I'd only stabbed at you. Better, Nolwyn. A bit much, milady. Let's go. Oh, I was so sure the tea would have some effect. Or that the story would finish them off. But alas, they're a tough crowd. How much sleeping draught does it take to knock out a few bandits? The spindly
5: sproutlings weren't very strong, milady. The tea probably just needs more time to do the trick.
1: I don't remember bandits being this hard to find. They used to lie in wait for me around every tree.
3: You're not exactly treading lightly with these shoes. You probably heard us coming from a mile away.
1: Why is it that they're all over me when all I want is a nice uninterrupted hunt, but the moment I want to find them, they're gone?
0: Yes, it's almost as if their livelihood depends on being difficult to find.
3: I have no doubt of your hunting skills, Quarantine, but maybe you should give up the chase. Nonsense.
1: Giving up isn't something I do.
3: ah! Ah! Ah. Who put this hole here anyway? Don't they know people could fall in it?
1: Oh dear, I think I've landed right on the loot. This is not an ideal position. Shift up a bit, will you?
3: Brannock? Brannock?
1: Stop shaking him, Gurren. He's clearly out cold.
3: There's got to be a way out of this hole.
1: What do you propose?
3: Are you much of a climber?
1: Hardly. The only climbing I do is social climbing.
3: That's exactly the kind that's useless in this situation.
1: Well, you did ask. Just
3: pick me up. (coughs) 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 Ow! You dropped me. Can we try that
1: again, only this time with me on top?
3: (coughs) What are we going to do? We can't let Brannock die. He's still one miracle short of sainthood.
1: Don't be dramatic. He'll be fine. No one ever died from falling down a pit, except my ancestor, the Seventh,
3: Who fell from untold heights while inadvisably soused.
1: You know, maybe just don't think about that.
3: Isn't that your solution to everything? You never think of anyone but yourself, do you?
1: I think about you.
3: Quarantine, can we just get on with rescuing Brannock?
1: No, actually, we can't. And as long as we're stuck in a hole together, you're damned well going to listen to me.
3: No, I am damned well not going to listen to you unless you are going to propose some means of escape. I'm going to save Brannock, even if I have to go to hell and back.
1: Well, of course you'd do anything for him.
3: Well, why wouldn't I? You know i do the same for you or anyone I love. Love? You know what I mean.
1: No, Gurren, I really don't.
3: Quarantine, what do you want me to say?
1: Nothing. I don't know. How can you love everyone around you except me? You'd do anything for anyone except me. Everyone gets the best of you, Gurren, and I get nothing.
3: Because you demand everything. This is exactly why we would never have worked out in the first place.
1: Is it? Or is it that you never took us seriously?
3: I would have risked my life for you. I still would.
1: And that's exactly the problem. You'd rather risk your life than hear me out.
3: Why can you not accept that much? Why must you try me again and again?
1: Everything's always like a song for you. The dashing heroics, the noble acts, and all of it's for show.
3: It's not for show. No one is going to sing a song about this day.
1: Damn, I really thought all that shouting might rouse the good brother. What? You said there is nothing you wouldn't do for him.
3: Quarantine, you smug Cumberworld. You are so full of yourself, it's a wonder you don't burst.
1: Oh, stop seething. It's not like you had a better plan.
3: Well, if noise is all you have to offer, it's time to call for help.
1: Call for help? when the only living beings nearby are gangs of stoats and the bandits who probably dug this trap in the first place?
3: Do you have a better idea?
1: Help!
3: Help! 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 <coughs> I think I'm losing my voice.
1: This is so unfair. If we were maidens, there would be a dashing knight smiling over the edge at us by now.
3: If we were in a song at any rate. Oh, that gives me an idea. There's something that can sing for us.
1: What? Oh no, not that cursed instrument. How is it still unbroken?
3: Perhaps it's Brannock's third miracle.
1: Take it anymore. The way you play, they'll kill us faster.
3: Better... faster than slower? Give
6: it
1: here. In the boozer you're a loser, if the dice you're shaking. You'll get hurt and lose your shirt, sit there cold and quaking. Lady
8: Luck, you're... Well played, my lord. Well played.
2: Just like old times, you sound a bit raspy, but vocals never were your forte.
7: Now, I'll lower down my cloak. You'll place the loot on it and no one has to get hurt. Or risk stoating.
1: Now is not the time for petty grievances. We have a priest in need of rescuing down here.
2: Oh, Poor Lord Quarantin. Hand over the loot and we'll help you get him up.
1: Here. I'll warn you, I'm going to double the fines for banditry.
8: (laughs) Ha ha, at last. You have the cleansing solution? Oh, have we waited so long to have you as a captive audience, my lord. Our revenge will be sweet. Oh, indeed. Lord Corentin, you are not getting out of that pit until we have an apology for crushing our dreams of being loot heroes.
1: I shall not. It was only a game.
8: And you were
2: such a player. One,
8: two, three, four. All thou hence, we thank thee verily. We need a touch of some humanity. Oh, nay always fast in flight.
3: Thou must slow thy pace, lover, thou must find delight. Brannock?
0: What happened? Am I a stoat?
3: Shh, we're
1: being held up from a socially acceptable distance.
0: By musicians?
8: Indeed, we're not finished with you.
1: We're not going anywhere.
3: Oh, for God's sake, Quarantan, stop stringing them along and tell them you're sorry.
1: Oh, fine. We can get the band back together. Now bring us a stepladder.
3: Actually,
2: we think you're better off pursuing a solo career. Farewell. But... Time to hit the road. Load up the bandwagon. We'll go on tour. Once the stoding is
7: done, of course. Oh, how I look forward to the looting to come.
1: Gurin. Gurren? You owe me another loot.
4: Not so fast! <gasps> <gasps> but how did you get here? You were tied up. Do you really think we'd be so innocent as to hand over all of our blades? Oh, you deceitful
2: mink! To think we nearly let you join the band! I suppose you've come for the loot?
4: Hardly.
3: The friend? Is that you? in? What are
1: you doing in the forest?
4: Corinth, I might ask you the same thing.
1: We were looking for bandits to find. Make them give back my loot.
4: Oh, it's your loot, is it? Very well. You heard him, ladies.
2: I suppose the loot was, at best, an instrument of mass distraction. Yeah.
8: Flee, my friends! Huh.
4: I never thought exacting one's revenge would be so satisfying.
3: Indeed. You still haven't said why you were in the forest.
4: What's
1: that herbal smell? Have you been picking plants in a protected area? Do I need to find you?
5: Bad form to find women rescuing you, Quarantan.
0: Let's just get back to the castle. Brennick, you're down there as well? Why? I think we were pursuing very tiny dragons.
1: Yes, we'll catch you up on everything on the way back. Nolwyn, help us out of this hole and we'll speak no more of fines.
5: Ask nicely and I'll bring you the stepladder. But, good God, Quarantine, you won't get past the first rung if you don't get rid of those shoes.
1: But they're the latest style.
5: And clearly the cause of some missteps. Indeed, somehow the wise woman's oath never predicted fashion faux pas.
8: a close call. (sighs) That lady was almost as devious as us.
2: Yes, she was such a tease.
8: Speaking of tease,
7: I could use a good strong drink.
8: To the lady and her tease.
0: Thank you for listening to Quarantin in Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantin, Sandra Mills as Lafrenne, Chris Langdon as Gurren, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn, and Karen Murray as as Brennock. This episode also featured Aaron Scothorn as Tizan and Sweet Bandit, Caroline Bowden as Leader Bandit, Rachel Crawley as Violent Bandit, Patrick Lewis as the Bailiff, and James Din as Chartier the Bard. You can find us on Instagram at Quarantin in Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. We assure you that all musical talents or lack thereof depicted herein do not reflect the skill levels of the cast. They are all, in fact, excellent musicians.